It's going to be a big day, a big night at the G. G'day, Carlos. How are you there, Francis? Uh, it is the off-season, but we're awash with great football. Except for, t- well, no, I won't say except for tonight's game. Any game in Australia at this time with big names is uh, worth looking at. Uh, but uh, there's some more important than others, put it that way. Yes, the Klopster's in town. He's in Sydney, <laughs> Jürgen. Right. And the Reds, they've turned up. They got they arrived late, but Liverpool will be playing Sydney FC. Oh, Sydney FC are a chance tonight. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. They're a big Ima- imagine, imagine, and I know we're going to have a special guest on in a minute. He yes. won't really like what I'm going to say, but imagine if Sydney walk away with a 5-0 win tonight. <clears throat> The, the rest of the world won't care that Liverpool are jet lagged, that they turn up this morning, that they're, you know, that they're going to have, they're going to be falling asleep on the massage death uh, tables before the game. They're going to look at it. around the world, it will reverberate around the world. And uh, their achievement of finishing the top four and going to the Champions League, people will forget that. You're as good as your last game, put it that way. Warren Diego is, is a <laughs> lifelong Scouse fan, a Liverpool are red. And he joins us here. Uh, to, are you excited, Warren? G'day. Warren, I didn't actually, I didn't actually quite know why I was called Francis. I thought initially <laughs> it might have been for us to discuss the fact that Arsenal missed the Champions League spot for the first time in 21 years, and I don't know why Carlos would call me because I try to avoid speaking to him as much as possible during the week. Can I say? But on the back of the triumph, gentlemen, of making the top four, I can I just triumph, say, Warren, just before you get too yes. much in that, for so long Liverpool fans used to mock us Arsenal fans and say, "Our oh, fourth place is a trophy." And now fourth place is a trophy. <laughs> and Francis, can I tell you that the size of the trophy is... I oh, will take any trophy, but guys, there's no need to worry about Liverpool this evening. They've flown first class on their international travel airline partner, Garuda Airways, to get here It's a today. flying mattress, isn't it, Warren? <laughs> <laughs> so they've flown with their international partner, Garuda. They've been lying up the front of the Garuda Airlines plane, can I say, and they'll be in tip-top condition today. I'm not sure which of the three, Ian Rush, uh, Michael Owen, Robbie Fowler or Stevie G may play tonight, but apparently there is going to be nine of the starting 11 players that uh, played on the weekend against Middlesbrough that will be making the trip. So, look, I think they'll be more than competitive. And, look, this is just a reflection of the global phenomenon that is Liverpool, really. Now, Warren, it's Carlos. Uh, now, we'll we'll go at it tonight, by the way, after the game to see what uh, what that result's got in the performance is going to be like. But uh, as much as I, I love the calendar full of games, and uh, and of course, even these international Mickey Mouse games that uh, played in the off season, um, I call them the cash and carry contest. Yeah, ab- yeah, ab- <laughs> go ab- the money and run. Yeah, Costco all over it now. <laughs> Costco cup. Yeah. That's now, Warren, why? I mean, you know, I'm not always a big fan of these things, even though I like them in the calendar. But why are they still getting 75 to 80,000 people, Liverpool supporters, at that game tonight? Well, Carlos, uh, look, in all seriousness, and I, I, I've never really understood the phenomenon that is Liverpool. I literally spent most of my childhood thinking I was the only Liverpool <laughs> fan in Australia, can I say. But, look, you get a sense, and having been over there, you just get a sense of the, of the size of of, you know, the fan base for Liverpool. And I actually probably think that you're seeing Liverpool be far more aggressive, particularly in the Asian market, because for 15 or so years, I think they were genuinely trumped by Manchester United, even Arsenal, and then, you know, Chelsea and Man City. So I think Liverpool have understood that they need to do these things to not solidify a fan base, which is enormous, but to really start capitalising on you know, the global phenomenon that is the football club. And I think, 
if you're going to continue to pay 120 million pound wages a week and transfer fees, you've got to try and generate alternative forms of revenue. And look, it is Mickey Mouse. And can I say to you, having been lucky enough to go to Anfield in recent history, my interest tonight isn't fantastic. But for those people who can't, and for the ability for Liverpool to bring to continue to build a brand, they'll sell merchandise amazingly tonight. So you can see why they're doing it. But yeah, it's an interesting one as far as I wonder what the players thought when Jurgen Klopp said to go on twelve thousand miles two days because they left um, the night of or the day after celebrating making Champions League. So it's a really interesting uh, requirement of the players. Now, Warren, it is a. I mean, it, there is a danger, given that they've been here the last four years, and this one was quickly put together, this game tonight, in that, uh, you know, I think in April it was just slapped together. They're only turned up today. There's no photo opportunities. No, there's no meeting you know, Liverpool supporters by the players. The first time the supporters will see them is when they get onto the ground, and there probably won't be any opportunity afterwards because they're probably often their flying mattress back home. Um, is there a danger that, you know, that they may... You know, burn out Stretch this the friendship. Yeah, yeah, burn out this market, and and for them not not to be able to get any benefit in the future. Unquestionably, I think there is, Carlos. But I think probably from Liverpool's management perspective, is they probably feel like the market has been left so untapped, and they probably, I think, on the back of the MCG game, if you really want to be honest, I think they were probably shocked and surprised by the level. And even, I mean, they bought out. They bought out a team of geriatrics in wheelchairs and and really got a crowd. So I think Liverpool, I think there is a danger of it, but I think Liverpool have underestimated the power of their brand and the level of support. So, But I do think, and I will say this honestly, I do think there's got to be more to it than just flying in and flying out. There's got to be an immersion of, you know, the culture and the players respecting it. And I think that's probably the greatest weakness in this trip is the fact that you know, will you remember tomorrow sort of thing? So Whereas one-night stand with, with Jürgen. Yeah, so it is. I, suppose it, I suppose it depends on the quality of the one-night stand <laughs> as to whether you remember it. But, you know, I'm used to... I mean, where's the, where's the koala bear under the Sydney Harbour Bridge picture? And where's the, where's the all of that sort of exactly. stuff? Exactly. Where, where is the picture like of, a, is of, of, you know, I don't know, of... of one of the stars, uh, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, someone like a, you know, g- g- get them in a, uh, you know, a rugby league top. In Melbourne, it'd be an AFL top. Yeah. But for Mino, you know, you know, like a, in a South Sydney jumper or something. You need yeah, that, don't you? Yeah, state of origin is, is at the moment. So, you know, have Jürgen in a Queensland red top and little <laughs> Phil Coutinho playing 5'8 for the Blues, you know, and, and meeting Paul Gallen or, uh, or, one, of the, or, or um, one, of the, one of the guys. So, yeah, I think you miss that. And I mean... Jurgen Klopp's such a selling point. No media opportunities, no real press oh. conferences, and that's disappointing. <laughs> that is disappointing because the Klopp's he, he's the best. We love him. He, he is. The, he, oh, look, he is. And I think, look, it is all seriousness. I'm, I'm probably saying from a, a perspective of being a one-eyed Liverpool supporter, but Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool, to me, are a match that was made in heaven in terms of his sync with the club and his understanding of the culture. And I mean... I don't know how Liverpool go in Champions League or whether they'll ever be genuinely competitive for the Premier League title. But I think um, the club will go forward under him. And I'm, uh, look, you know, even his desire to embrace difference, I think that probably would have made a difference. I would have imagined you go to Sir Alex Ferguson, you ask him a day after they win the title or finish fourth whether you're prepared to fly to Australia. He probably said, no, we wouldn't do it. But I think it's, 
it's a sign of what Liverpool are trying to do in terms of matching the, the global soccer oh, powers. It, Enjoy tonight, Warren. I think ABC2, I think it is, has it on the tally for those who want to watch it. And Francis, thanks for giving me the opportunity to come on and speak with Carlos. It's been a real privilege, can I say? (laughs) Yeah, I know, because you just, it's such a See you tonight, Warren, at 11. (laughs) Warren Diego, he'll be on on the floor, Diego's tonight at 11 p.m. Is he talking about his love for, for Liverpool tonight in Sydney at the Olympic Stadium? You'll you'll never walk alone, belted out in, in. Full force again. The fact that they get seventy-five to eighty thousand people and they'll sell a heap of merchandise means there's still something in these games. Uh, look, I wouldn't personally buy a ticket. If I get a ticket for free, I might rock up. But uh, but look, it's still a market out there for it. And he said, twenty-two minutes to three. We'll talk to Carlos Alberto Diego again on the other side. This is about the Socceroos squad. He's here for all sports travel. Brazil versus Argentina packages for that game at the MCG in a couple of weeks' time. Allsportstravel.com.au is where you go to get them. Carlos Alberto Diego is here for All Sports Travels Brazil versus Argentina packages. Go to allsportstravel.com.au uh, to get to that game in style. And we're just watching in, in studio uh, a replay of last night's edition of The Voice, Channel 9. Didn't realise Olivier yeah. Giroud, uh, the Arsenal striker, has decided quickly after the season to, to have a great Apparently he's on, he was on uh, the same plane as Liverpool to come over, <laughs> the Garuda Airlines. And uh, so he's over here. Did, did he get through, by the way? Did he get picked up by anyone? <laughs> I'm not, yeah, boy George apparently took a liking to him. So, <laughs> Michael's in Endeavour Hills. Hello, Michael. Uh, good day, boys. How are we going? Good, good, mate. Um, I was just ringing in about the Europa League final on um, tomorrow morning. Yes. Um, I really do hope, from the bottom of my heart, that Ajax get up and beat Manchester United. I'm um, I'm a very passionate Tottenham Hotspur supporter. I don't like a menu at all, and I think they deserve to be punished for <laughs> dropping so many players when they still had a chance to get fourth spot. I really, I think it was really not on from Mourinho. I hope he gets punished because he'll come out empty-handed and that'll be a real kick in the backside. Fair enough. I think there's a mixed emotions for Manchester United tonight for a lot of people because of recent events in the city and there'll be a lot of, uh, a lot of sentiment for them to do well in this one uh, as they take on Ajax. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. We want to see this. If you haven't seen it, because not everyone watches it much, when as yeah. embedded in this as you and I are and probably Michael as well. This IX team, for me, are the most exciting prospect at the moment in European football. They're not playing the best football. You know, they're not going to scare Real Madrid or, or Juventus who play in the, uh, in the Champions League final on the, the, the week following this. Uh, but, gee, they're good to watch. And they're so young. And there's the history of the team and mm. everything about it I just love. Uh, average age of 22. Uh, they've made a, a, a Europe, European final, which is still a great, you know, achievement. They finished second in their league in uh, in the area divisie. Uh, they only by one point to to final. They're talking about this team being uh, in the same mould. I mean, AX has been known as a production line of great footballers for a long, long time. But in in recent time, maybe probably over the last ten years or so, they've become a selling club. Yes. So they're not necessarily buying big name players to add to their crop. They're they're selling their great young guys and some of the great players they've got in there. There's a there's a boy at the moment. He's Danish. But he's not uh, he's not Dutch, but he's Danish. Casper. Uh, Dolberg, their forward, 23 goals in 47 games this week. They're already sort of, uh, you know, um, comparing him to the likes of Slatan Ibrahimovic, that sort, that type of player. And uh, and they've got seven guys from their famed academy in the team tonight, and starting 11. So when uh, when someone like a Seb Pasquale gets asked by, uh, you know, AX to come and be part of their system. 
you know, this summer he might be on the bench in a, in friendly games because they give their young guys a go. And they're a big rap for, for young guys of that quality. They wouldn't have them in their system otherwise. So he's that young Malburnian that uh, was at Melbourne Victory, sparkled in a couple of games, and there was a bit yeah. of heartburn about the fact that he was offered a contract with Ajax and took off. Uh, he's probably under the tutelage of two of my heroes yeah. uh, in uh, Dennis Bergkamp and Mark Overmars, who were both uh, development coaches at that club. I mean, imagine Seb Pasquale being coached by Dennis yeah. Yeah, That I, is like working, that's like having an audience with God. Yeah. Um, and then they've got Edgar Davids there as well, Dutch international champion. Uh, why wouldn't you go? Yeah, Van, Van der Sar, and, and those guys are really invested. Uh, uh, Patrick Kluivert's got his son there at the moment. Yeah, he's uh, playing he, in the probably, team. He'd be in the squad for tonight, tomorrow morning's game. So this is a, it's a family club, but it's a, it's a family club that has to win and develop at the same time. Uh, they're, they're always in the top three or four in, in Holland, and, uh, and they're, de- they're always developing great players. So And some great players have come through there um, over the years too. So, um, um, yeah, no, no, I'm really looking forward to it. It's one that you, uh, Europa League final that I'm going to get up for and watch. Uh, and the winner gets uh, automatic quality to the Champions League next year. Yeah, straight to the group stage. That's why it means so much to Manchester United. I think we mentioned last week that uh, it'll be worth, you know, tens of millions, you know, 30 or 40 million pounds, uh, 30, 40 million, um, sorry, 300 Actually, it's a just huge amount of money to Manchester United if they don't get direct uh, entry into the group stage through this back door next year. So that's uh, I think it was a 4.45 a.m. start yep. for us tomorrow morning if you want to get up and watch it, which we'll be doing because we don't have a life and that's what yeah. we do. At 13 <laughs> minutes to three, I'm going to take an early break because I want to come back and have a, a long chat with you about the Socceroos squad uh, and what it looks like and a few names that uh, have popped up on Angie's radar that, that are worth having a chat about with uh, Carlos Alberto Diego talking the world game here on 1116 SEN. They've talking the world game here on 1116 SEN. The Socceroos have got a massive month coming up. It starts with the most crucial of them all, I reckon. Saudi Arabia, June 8, Adelaide Oval, Group B World Cup qualification. Looking at the table, let's do the numbers. Australia sit in third place on the table, and they're three points behind Japan and Saudi Arabia with a goal difference gap of at least three. Uh, so... Uh, nothing but a win after four consecutive draws and then a win for the Socceroos in their last five against the Saudis, who have been good value in Adelaide, will suffice. If they don't get all three points, then it gets really tough. Yeah, I mean, we're steering, hopefully, playoff uh, in the third spot. We don't want to go oh, through CONCACAF to get there. So, do not. Uh, yeah, and this is, I mean, this is a really... From all you know, from what we've seen with Saudi Arabia, and uh, and also from what we're hearing from people in Asia who know the, the these teams really, really well and the quality of the players, this is a really good Saudi Arabian team. But they don't travel well generally. Uh, they don't tend to, you know, come here and, and uh, scare us off the park or anything. But this is a this is a different generation of footballers for Saudi Arabia. What concerns me, if, if we're going to go with a back three, and, and really seeing it Ange introduced it last time uh, in the last set of games, uh, you'd think he's going to do the same. But Tra- Sainsbury, who's a, usually a walk-up start, he hasn't played at all for months. Uh, you know, we've got uh, Bailey Wright, who has played, but uh, he, he looked a bit shaky as, a, as one of the central defenders uh, he used in that fit, uh, uh, you know, position in the last set of games. So they've brought in Dylan McGowan. So it's a back three that worries me about the quality in those three and, and the 
people who haven't played much. But the rest of it, I think we've got, you know, really good quality in midfield. And, you know, I've got Timmy Cale, Urich and uh, McLaren uh, as, a front, as a front three, even though I think goals will come from midfield, with Tommy Rogic is back playing too. So I think we've got enough, but uh, we cannot at all. This is our grand final, really, I believe, uh, out of the remaining three games. Because uh, we've had some indifferent performances at home in recent times. The draw against Japan, we got out of jail with a penalty in that one. The win more recently against the UAE in Sydney, I was there for that game. Unconvincing performance, got the job done though. Yep. Um, not sure about our, we have a sharp enough edge up front. Urich is, you feel like he's got all the potential in the world to become a potent striker. It hasn't really hit the right notes with the Socceroos yet. Uh, Tommy Rogic has been mentioned yep. by the coach as playing further forward. doesn't feel like to me, Carlos, that that triumvirate they've used in midfield of Luongo, Rogic and Moy has quite worked. Maybe they're all too similar the way they play. Uh, and, mm. you know, we like them as individual players, as playmakers, but the three of them together, I think, opens up too much of a gap in and behind the midfield to expose a defence, which we're not quite sure about. I think that game against Japan that Eddie had, where they sat back and it just shocked everyone because that's not the way Japan normally play. That made it really difficult. There was no space between the lines. Rogic had nowhere to run. Oh, they're on top of him every time. Absolutely. So I think the Saudi Arabians don't play like that. They can't play like that. It's not like suddenly they're going to be tactical geniuses in that respect. Bert uh, Van Marwijk is a Dutch coach, but, you know, I don't think he's going to be setting them up that way. They don't, it's not instinctive for them to play that way. And, uh, and so I think uh, it's a different game. We'll have more space in midfield, but, you know, what, where they're really dynamite, the Saudi Arabians, is on the counter. And that's where we've got to make sure that whole, you know, back three and the spaces behind our, our wide midfielders are covered really well. And hopefully, with a bit extra time uh, with, the, with the players, he'll be able to fix up any problems we had last time around. But Does Brad Smith play then, in that, in, you know, as a wingback? You know, it, it's, it's really killing his career at the moment. Uh, Brad's only played five times this year in the, in so the he Premier went, League. It's, it's one of those great dilemmas. It was yeah. hard to... Uh, Hard to say no to an offer to join a Premier League club. So he went to AFC Bournemouth and really hasn't yeah. been signed. And they paid £10 million for him, £10 million. So, you know, it's not like they weren't serious about him, uh, but he just hasn't had a look in at all. He's been sitting on the bench, by the way. It's not like he hasn't made the squad. He sits, sits on the bench every week, doesn't get a run. Uh, but Alex Gersbach's been playing uh, regularly in Norway, and, uh, and I think we'll find that uh, he'll probably start on the right-hand side. But then again, they're talking about Matthew Leckie these days. Uh, even with his new club, his uh, Ingolstadt's uh, been relegated. He's gone to Berlin. Berlin, but they're talking about making him into a into a, a sort of a full back going forward or a wide sort of a midfielder, which is what Ange is trying to do anyway with his pace and his his recovery runs and so forth. He's he might be a player that might solve that problem too. So, uh, yeah, but Brad was really good for us last time around yeah. too. So well, he can get into wide areas yeah. and he can cross the ball. And when yeah. we had to rely on crosses from wide areas to score, because we know this guy called Kale often is on the Yeah, that's right. He's very good at that. So mm. you do want him in that role. What about Adrian Hurstik? Did I say his name properly? Yeah, that's absolutely. As a, a, a Melbourne boy, uh, he had to make a choice between playing for uh, Bosnia, I believe, and, and, and the Socceroos. And and um, and he's doing well. It was Gronigan's J- Jason Davidson's his teammate over there. He's played about six or seven games and scored one cracking goal uh, as a 20-year-old. Uh, Ange has to play him, though. If you're going to pick him in the squad and uh, Bosnia are after him, you, you just have to give him some game time in a real game, not just in a friendly, in a real game, because uh, once he's, a cup, once he's uh, given the cap, you know, he's Australian forever. So they're going to have to find some time to actually play him in the real game, whether it's Confederations Cup or against Saudi Arabia very, very soon. But he has declared his allegiances to Australia, which is great. But he's he's not going to be... He's like Riley McGree. He, he, these guys are... 
ones for the future, but they're not going to make a difference. I don't, I don't believe in games in the cutthroat remaining three games against Saudi Arabia, Japan, and also Thailand now. No, that's not going to happen, is it? Mm. So we'll, we'll watch and see what happens. Uh, the other side of that is the Confederations Cup, which you know is the lead-up event for the World Cup. It's a test event for the Russians to uh, to showcase what they have to offer. Uh, but it's a big one. Australia plays you know the heavy hitters. We've got Chile, Ghana, and uh, Germany. Germany. Yep, uh, Germany's going with an understrength team. Uh, look, I think they've got to look after. I mean, it's great having these Confederations Cup, but we'll find. I'm not sure about Chile, but uh, but Germany in particular, the stories are they're not going to go with their best side. Uh, the Africans, they want to go with their best side. They want to sort of uh, show something on, on the world stage. And Chile, they always, they're always competitive. So it's a terrific test for us uh, with the soccer. And I hear also, Ange complains about the pitch up in Sydney. They've had to relay the pitch in Russia where Australia's playing too because it wasn't good enough. So um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this next you know month or so, uh, Frank, Francis. It's, uh, it's, I think, some... You know, you know, the Saudi Arabia game, Confederations Cup, it's squeezed in between uh, the, the, the game against Brazil also. See what happens there. Yeah, and of course, uh, Liverpool tonight with Warren <laughs> singing You'll Never Walk Alone for an hour on the Fort Diego Snipes from Olympia. <laughs> You'll be in the chorus there with the scarfer. Absolutely. Thanks, Carlos. Thanks, mate. Carlos Alberto Diego, catch him tonight with the Fort Diego's Olympia on 1116 SEN.